1: Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN
2: or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Monday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. What an awesome weekend of basketball between the high school finals. Championship Saturday. We had a party on Saturday night. Man, it was fun with Millard North and Bellevue West. We'll spend some time and uh, chat some high school ball because it's been that uh, big a wow factor this 2021 season. Uh, coach Jeff Smith, Hall of Fame coach for Southeast And uh, my radio partner for a lot of this season, along with Tim Bob Kitzmiller and Tim Berda. uh, We'll talk with Coach Smith here, and he's a former Nebraska assistant, too, during the knee era. So, high school ball and NCAA tournament thoughts from Coach Smith in about 20 minutes. for your Monday. One hour from now, it's uh, Mondays with Charlie. Mr. Blackshirt Charlie McBride. Coach McBride may sound off a little on the Friday fiasco of Nebraska-Oklahoma. Coach McBride may have a thought, or two, or three, or eight, on uh, trying to warm out of Nebraska-Oklahoma. Jacob Padilla with us next hour as well. Some more high school ball thoughts and, uh, of course, some volleyball. Numbers to get in on a Monday, 466 76 7, 466 6, Seven six eight hundred eight two five five eight six five 825 5865 Numbers to dial up. Can find us on Twitter. Give us a follow at Schmidt underscore radio. Chris Schmidt at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal. And email Chris at Halevarsity.com. We will get you an update on the quarter bracket from Hale Varsity. The uh the, the picks, the chalk, all of that good stuff with quarterbacks post, Eric Crouch for Nebraska football. Uh, we'll also dive into some uh, some tournament thoughts as the uh, field is set. You're home for the NCAA tournament here, locally ESPN Lincoln. And I know our friends out at uh, the Superstation in central Nebraska also will have NCAA tournament coverage Thursday through Monday. I am off to Arizona again, Elijah, on Wednesday on St. Patrick's Day. So you and Hooksy and Will are going to be uh, – driving the bus for this NCAA tournament coverage Friday Longwell's be there as it's uh, that time of year it's special and uh, we invite you down to Longwell's in the rail yard for March hoops action prizes for picks what's that mean you're going to get a team if you're one of the first 64 through the door on Friday the 19th right prizes for picks Longwell's ESPN Lincoln be there you know what? It's the, it's going to be an incredible like first day of the tournament. I know the play-in games include Sparty and UCLA on Thursday. But Friday, man, be there. Longwell's, Hooksy, and Will are going to be doing the uh, Hooks and Friends show. I know you're a part of that, too, which will be awesome, Elijah. And uh, make sure you're down. Make sure you get to Longwell's and uh, prizes, goodies, uh, food and drink specials joy, Don't kid yourself. I know you were just down in the rail yard kicking it for boys and girls state basketball. It's uh, an excuse. I, again, will be in Arizona. I'll be back next week. But uh, Elijah, Hooksy, or Will can write you a note. It's not quite a doctor's note, but <laughs> this may carry more weight with your employer. I don't know.
3: Oh, yeah. My, my name carries a lot of weight around Lincoln.
2: I'm sure it does, yeah. right? <laughs> <Just> now. <writing laughs> see this kid? What do you think of his stash? Okay, moving on. <laughs> but uh, prizes for picks. Be there Friday, the first 64 through the door. Yeah, Going to get a chance to get some ESPN swag and earn a chance. Uh, also, uh, log on ESPNLincoln.com. Get signed up for part of the bracket challenge. So, guiltily, I've already filled out like four brackets. Already four. Already four. Gotten invites. We're doing the uh, the Schmidt family bracket, the Joe Papa tournament. We're doing the uh, the uh, the uh, Coach Brett bracket, uh, and I'm sure we'll do one in our household as well. Have you filled one out yet or not? Only one so far.
3: So I have like my bracket of like what I think is actually going to happen. But then you also got to fill. Then like, you an just upsets get crazy. Bracket. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have the upsets bracket. You got to have the. Uh, the
2: all one seed final four, just to kind of hedge your bets there, because those teams. You eat. I've gotten a little little crazy. Have you? Uh, I, yeah, but I, I mean, I've split. I've got two different champions. <laughs> uh, I got Illinois, and I've got Gonzaga. Okay, it's kind of where I'm
3: going. See what Illinois? They got some rough matchups, and
2: I think it's in the Midwest bracket. Yeah, it's a, it's a, not not easy matchups, but they've got the guy that can take over in DeSumo. Oh yeah. I, I mean, and then you've, got, a, you've got your Kemba Walker-type dude that can help carry you to a title.
3: And then they got a bona fide NBA guy in, in Kofi Coburn down in the post, too. Because, I mean, just, like, is he NBA-ready right now? No, but based on his, like, size and measurables, you know he's going to have a place on your team. I NBA just fouled the school. hell out of him
2: and let him go 3-14 <laughs> from the line. So Indiana has fired their basketball coach, Archie Miller, gone. So in Do You Have a Daughter? Does She Want to Get Married? News. Two boosters. That's it. Excuse me. One booster paid $10 million to buy Archie out of his contract. One booster, Indiana juice, boom. Archie, you're not doing the job. Here's 10 mil. See ya. There's another booster in line to try and get things handled for the next hire. So Indiana is clearly drunk after not making the NCAA tournament because who's the first guy they've reached out to? Brad Stevens. Hey, do you want to leave the NBA? Do you want to leave Boston? Do you want to leave what you've built and survived and thrived with to come back to college? You, were too, you weren't good enough for us before, you know, because you were a little old butler coach. <laughs> uh, hard pass, thank you. If I'm Brad's, but how about the, I'll just say the gall on Indiana, apparently reaching out to Brad Stevens. Who do you go after first? Do you go make the phone call to Slick Rick at Iona Patino? Or do you make the phone call to Beeline? Or do you go to the other Patino? No way, dude. He's going to get (laughs) get bleep canned at Minnesota. Uh, I think he just did earlier today. You did get fired this morning. I, th- I thought they. I thought. L- let me look it me, up. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, we all kind of think it's going to happen. I just didn't. I kind of blocked things out. There's no news on Minnesota yet, is there?
3: Uh, it's not official from Minnesota, but the, all the reports say that they are planning on parting ways uh, in the next couple of days.
2: And that domino could be Little Patino going to and getting the New Mexico job over Tim Miles.
3: So it's it's not official, but it's uh, from USA Today. Chris Bumbaka, probably. by probably butchering that guy's name but he says uh, Patino is out at Minnesota Mm.
2: okay so there's your coaching news and you call Beeline you call old man Patino and and there's where you go or Tim Miles you can keep you and your Tim Miles fan club we love Timmy but I mean no (laughs) I mean he he did well well enough let
3: Nebraska Well DCH enough to hit. not keep his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes coaches do
2: better the second time around. I was making leave. fun of Indiana, f- f- you know, for being drunk and asking Brad Stevens, "I'm going to give you a blood test here in a moment." <laughs> it's throwing a out, long weekend. Throwing out Tim Miles, a yeah, long birthday weekend. Throwing out the Tim Miles name for Indiana. He loves the idea. But uh, we'll see if Beeline or Patino end up at Indiana. Those are your first two calls. Oh yeah. Beard down at Texas Tech also. Is, is also uh, a guy you go after. And after you get a few no's and doors slammed in your face, there's, it's just interesting here between Indiana basketball and Nebraska football, right? Because fan base is rabid. It's passionate. You love the program. And you're not patient with that program to bloom. And Indiana is completely underachieved because they've gotten talent. They haven't won like they've needed to. Okay, Big Ivan is in the transfer portal And uh, none of us are are really shocked about that. You you saw Ivan's numbers and minutes decrease in Ivan's defense. I mean, the guy was barely 17 and uh, came in and gave it his all. Nice tweet by Doc Sadler uh, thanking Big Ivan for his hard work and dedication. And, you know, Ivan, even during COVID, slimmed down a lot and, put the work in to, to change his body so he could be better. Uh, 6'9", 245, 54 games, 34 starts, four and a half points a game, five rebounds, and Ivan's career best was against Doan, where he went 13-13, and 13. Uh, had uh, seven points, eight boards against Purdue. But what this does for Nebraska, it gives them – an available scholarship uh, with uh, Breidenbach and McGowan's coming in as freshmen. Uh, you've got Eduardo and Elijah Wood and uh, Tomianga, the sophomore that's going to be transferring in. You've got uh, Banton and a rope that are juniors. And uh, right now you've got Thor and Kobe that could and may come back. You've got Walker that's coming back. Ladd will be a senior, McGowan's, Trey, Shamil Stevenson, Trevor Lakes. Uh, You're not going to have much more roster movement, I don't think. Maybe Kobe or Thor take off. I don't know. Maybe Matt Latmaya looks at playing pro ball in Australia. Maybe that's uh, something for him, but Nebraska needs him. So you've got a scholarship open. Go grab you a point guard.
3: Did you see who Nebraska reached out to last week? in the point guard rankings. It's this guy named Ty-Ty Washington.
2: Yeah, the one that just decommitted just from decommitted
3: Creighton. Just decommitted from Creighton. Oh, he, no, well, he signed his letter of intent to Creighton, and, uh, and then he was released from it because of the... Uh, he had to go like to the Creighton athletic director. And
2: say, here's why I don't feel comfortable, let me out. Please.
3: They released him from it, and I, I saw over the weekend he picked up an offer from Kansas and getting a lot of big attention, but... Oh, yeah,
2: I mean, he's good.
3: But he's four-star borderline five-star type of guy Mm -hmm. there's already a five-star here he's already committed to a school within the state of nebraska and decided he was going to go there now he's had to back out maybe he wants to stay in nebraska
2: yeah i mean listen i would pitch it this way uh you're going to play with a five-star have a chance to be really good next year or help take that next step to the tournament so we're talking about nebraska basketball in their opening round matchup a year from now let's pray and
3: uh you'd be playing in the best conference and it's just be honest
2: it's less hilly, and you're less close the council bluffs (laughs) these are all wins these are all wins uh
3: he's from down in arizona that's where he's going to school right now so it's about 60 miles closer to home Mm -hmm. big big selling point there but i mean i i think
2: (laughs) (laughs) you can get a direct flight with where you are gonna go Or you can take an Uber up to Omaha and fly back home and go (laughs) through Denver or Utah or some other god-awful place. But I I don't think you
3: can discount the argument that the Big Ten is the best conference in all of college basketball right now. No, it it is. It's been for about three, four years, maybe even, I mean... Yeah, I'd probably say three years now. The last couple years. Last couple years. And I think it's going to continue being the best conference in college basketball. When you look at the hires that these schools are making. I mean, Archie Miller wasn't good enough. Um, Juwan Howard did great he's this season. It. Yeah, he's going to be an awesome head coach for years to come, at least it seems. So why not, not come He's not screwed play? up the inheritance. Why not come to the the most talked about college basketball conference?
2: Well, with the Kansas offer, I mean, we'll see. There, there's a lot of uncertainty at KU. There's going to be a new AD there. At some point, the NCAA and the FBI are going to put Rock Chalk in a headlock. We'll see how long the sleeper hold lasts, whether it's a one season ban or time served or or whatever. But you still have the FBI sting operation pending on a lot of these schools on Arizona, on LSU, on Kansas. You know, uh, it's still out there. We'll uh, dive into Drew Brees, as Brees did retire. Loved the fact that his kids were the ones on Instagram saying, yep, dad's retiring, finally. And uh, we'll kind of get into that discussion point of of Drew Brees in the top 10 all-time. Yes, where does he rank? Or do you think Drew Brees is a top 10 quarterback all-time? Statistically, yes. But uh, does he do it for you? The old fun barroom discussion of you got one drive one quarterback who you got right oh
3: yeah drew Brees. awesome career don't get me mm -hmm. wrong but stats can be padded whenever you're in the league for 20 years or you're behind that often that true that too or you're in the saints offense for the past couple years and and
2: that's a perfect fit i i really like drew Brees. i thought he did incredible things and they were on the cusp but he's he's in a long line of of one title quarterbacks Now, is he better than Eli, who won two? Yeah. Didn't ever have the defense. So we'll get into that a little bit here is uh, the Drew Brees legacy. Uh, Jeff Smith, Charlie McBride, Jacob Padilla coming up. And uh, again, your thoughts with the NCAA tournament looming Longwell's Friday for. Uh, Dan is is piling on you, Elijah. He tweets in. Howard is killing it. And we got the uh, tears laughing emoji. Uh, The funniest thing that we did see was, was Howard go after Turgeon. That was priceless. That was really good. And I didn't say Howard is killing it. Did you say it or did I say it? I think I said it. Yeah. And I just say, look, Howard's done fine. He just hasn't, you know, he hasn't blown up the inheritance yet.
3: Well, yeah, right? But that's all, I mean, he doing what's asked of him, which I I would put down as killing it. I mean, made it to the Big 10 tournament. What uh they're a two
2: seed this year. They won the thing. They they won the regular season, so they were the top seed and now they're a, they're a one seed. They're a one seed in the tournament? Yeah, NCAA, Yeah. Oh, oh, that shows what I know. That's okay. It's okay. That's we we, we still have 40 minutes so, so this so hour to research. My question
3: Dan didn't even didn't even put my at in the tweet, so um but my question to him is is getting a one seed not killing it?
2: It's greatly killing it. What can you do with one seed? Uh, with Marcus Livers out with a horrible foot injury. He's done. Don't doubt Jawan Howard. I'm doubling DeJuan down. Will I'm, go, I'm doubling down on my take. Dewan will go Miyagi on that. Coach Smith's next.
4: Veteran Smith Incorporated, both a registered broker dealer and investment advisor. Remember SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC insured or not bank guaranteed and may lose value.
1: Fellas, think so, we could listen to the radio listen On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
3: Yes! That's awesome!
2: So what's Drew Brees going to do? He's joining NBC Sports as a studio analyst for games uh, that NBC will coverage, i.e. Notre Dame football. So you going to have a Purdue guy talking Notre Dame football. He'll also be part of NBC Sports's. Other prominent events, that includes the uh, Super Bowl and I guess some of the Olympics. We don't have a price tag yet uh, on uh, what Drew's going to make, but he's made a ton of money. We will keep efforting Jeff Smith and uh, see what he has to say. 466-3776, 466-3776, 800-825. Eight two five five eight six five 5865 numbers to get in on Hale Varsity. So we get got Coach Smith's thoughts on what an incredible weekend. So there's been a lot of high school action, a lot of talk. Uh, Larry Putney and, and Andy Markowski, phenomenal work with their TV coverage on NET uh, throughout Championship Saturday. But A was special because you had the two uh, bright, bright stars, right? You had Miller Norse Hunter Salas. You had Chucky e. Hepburn from uh, millard west he's off to wisconsin hunter's going to be making his announcement a week from friday as a five-star prospect so that's uh that's fantastic and it was back and forth left and right and uh we are so cool um and lucky to, to have been able to cover high school basketball yet again for you here locally on espn lincoln and kfor and what, what a semi between Creighton Prep and, and, and Bell West for triple overtime. And then what a, a final that brought you overtime. And think of, like, the incredible games you've seen at Pinnacle Bank Arena. And, you know, we're seven years and a few weeks removed from no sit Sunday. There was that thriller between Nebraska and Kansas where Nebraska just came up short, right? And and then you you get to see state tournament action and and you had last year's phenomenal flurry by Bell West to to win and cut down the nets a season ago and then you had that that redemption by Millard North with all their talent and incredible ability uh, finally get the the championship for for Tim Cannon I know you were listening and running the and uh, engineering and doing the highlights Elijah but. That's as as good a game as high a level of talent as I've ever been a part of and had a chance to call, and I've done this for a, a while. And there's been a lot of special players we've gotten a chance to see or, or cover or or be uh, be involved with the broadcast presented out, and it's been awesome. But this was so so much fun uh, with what Saturday brought.
3: Yeah, and, and Saturday was my birthday, and that was the best birthday treat I could have gotten was that game. Just the, the third quarter was the best quarter of basketball I've ever heard from a high school basketball game of my life. And uh, when I went out and saw my friends Saturday night, they were asking me, oh, you listen to the high school basketball game? And, and these, these are, you know, 21, 22-year-olds that are in college right now and generally don't give a damn about high school basketball.
2: No, but, but everyone was wild, weren't they? By, I, by the matchup and the, the, everyone the, heard the, the star studded. Everyone knows
3: Salas. Everyone knows Hepburn. And people remember the game from last year. Mm-hmm. And they were excited. Uh, I think it sounded to me uh, from here at the station like the uh, the fans showed up in droves. Uh, I saw a, a picture from Pinnacle Bank Arena from uh, Saturday afternoon of just the line stretching down the block, and it was longer than uh, some of the student section lines I've seen for Nebraska basketball games. Uh, just the hype was warranted. Uh, we found out Saturday night because that was that game was just incredible.
2: What an awesome job by uh, the the folks uh, with the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau, Jeff Mullen and crew. And uh, the NSAA and PBA, I mean, we're talking 76,039. That's an old school attendance you used to get at Memorial Stadium back in the late 80s, early 90s, where they do the, the attendance announcement. Attendance, 76,000, you know, you, you, you'd hear it. Uh, but that's what came through the gates at PBA with limited capacity.
3: And I, I should note that I uh, the full game uh, from that was called here on ESPN Lincoln, Chris, you did great uh, on the call Saturday night. That full game is now posted on uh, the ESPN Lincoln Twitter page. You can go check that out. Uh, the first half, second half, and overtime is all split up. We'll get that know. up
2: on the uh, ESPN.com website. Podcast mm-hmm. it if you want. If you're just trying to relive or enjoy the moment, please do it. Thanks for tuning in to that. So, uh, yeah, great weekend to college basketball. Spring football is just around the corner. And uh, with that being said, we're going to get into some position breakdowns. And, you know, we got to start with quarterback Elijah. We got to dive into the quarterback setup. And, you know, what is this spring going to bring for Nebraska football? What do you have? Well, you've got a, a guy in Adrian Martinez. And then the true question is, what is behind Adrian? The the mystery is this. We know that there's a phenomenal athlete in Logan Smothers. We know that Logan Smothers is a dude that can run, and he's probably a high enough level runner with the speed to to equal what McCaffrey can do or did do, right? Mac was nice with his legs. Well, Logan was able to to put that on full display with his high school career, make a lot of plays. Uh, down in the state of Alabama, to the to the tune of a state title. So this this spring is going to be major uh, for two things. One, what do you have backing up Adrian? Because Adrian's not been injury free in his career here. Two, can you get right around Adrian? Right, what gets developed at running back? What gets developed at receiver? You think you're pretty good with your tight ends? How far along is your offensive line? Continue to grind and get better. You got to find a, a, a guard. Obviously, you, you feel okay about your tackles, even though one's off to the NFL. But you got a, a really nice audition by Corcoran against Rutgers. Pretty flawless for the big man in his first start on a cold night in New Jersey to end the regular season. But quarterback is is going to make or break you with management with playmaking, with third-down decisions, with red zone efficiency, and what can this offense get back to being with Adrian at quarterback? And uh, you've seen Adrian make some really nice throws downfield. Unfortunately, that was before last year. You didn't see much downfield last season, and you need to be able to threaten and take the top off uh, You need, A, personnel to do that. So somebody's got to emerge as that option at wide receiver. And uh, a run game is your best friend at home on the road in the Big Ten period. And you no longer have a guy like Mills, okay, that when when he would get lathered up and get into a phenomenal rhythm, he was a hell of a running back. And when he was healthy, he was really nice. You can't be running Adrian, or your backup, 18 times in the first half. As much as I love the quarterback run game at Nebraska, uh, the quarterback spots such a not even not really a a question mark with okay, who's the guy going to be? We know who the guy's going to be, but the question is, what's the guy going to become heading into his extra junior season or possibly his last season at Nebraska? Because this will stir the drink for the offense. But to make that drink really good, you need a couple of shots and some ice cubes in there. That's some of the skill spot and the offensive line around Adrian.
3: Yeah, and you said that it's important for Nebraska to find a guy who's going to be Adrian's backup. because It is important to have a guy pushing you. That competition breeds greatness. That's what it is. You got to have a guy who's pushing Adrian, uh, making sure that he is up to snuff every single week. Mm-hmm. But I think it should be added that we need to make sure that this guy is a quarterback. This guy's on an athlete backing him up. This guy isn't just... Um, a phenomenal runner of the football. He's got to be well-rounded. It's got to be a guy like Adrian that pushes Adrian uh, in the same way that Adrian plays. Uh, You can't have a guy, uh, in my opinion, uh, that pushes Adrian's running ability but doesn't
2: step up to him uh, throwing the ball, you know? Well, let's see what can happen uh, with this Nebraska offense and what can Adrian kind of morph into. And can Adrian stay healthy? Right. I mean, that's that's the million dollar question, along with uh, some help. The the next question is going to be once spring is done and not too fast forward too much, but it'll get rolling here on the 30th. You'll go five straight weeks and then you'll have your spring game May 1st. And then uh, the hype and build up and hope kind of proceeds. Uh, All of that happens and uh, you'll have post uh, May 1st. Once you see and kind of know what you got, you'll be able to work with and get an eye on your quarterback situation a little bit better. That is the Logan Smothers and Harburgs behind Adrian, and I'm, I'm missing some of the other walk-on guys. But you're going to have a decision to make if you're Nebraska, and that decision is do you uh, do you play the, the transfer quarterback game to add depth behind Adrian.
3: Are there any guys on this team that you're more looking forward to watching than Heinrich Harburg this spring? Because I, I think it's it's – I don't want to put too much pressure on the kid, but with Nebraska's quarterback play the past two years, uh, you think that for Nebraska to take that next step, there's got to be an upgrade of sorts. Whether it's Adrian taking the next step or whether it's a new guy coming in and taking the reins over, I think... I'm very much looking forward to seeing what Harburg looks like. Because I don't think he's going to be a guy who's going to step on the field year one and play right away, not coming from Class C2 Nebraska that, high school football. That is
2: going to be a, a a nightmare for Nebraska, and that's not about Harburg. That's about asking a guy to come into a situation like that. But I do think Without that, any grooming. I, I like his size and his arm. I think he can do well in the Big Ten. They wouldn't have recruited him here mm-hmm. if they don't think he can play. So, I I mean, I think he's going to be a high-level option, and I think he can really turn into a really high-level quarterback at some point in Nebraska, but don't throw him into the deep end of the pool with an anchor around his neck.
3: Yeah, but I think you'll know in spring practice, if you can see the raw raw potential, the raw talent there. With with a quarterback especially, you'll know which guys have that it factor. I mean, you, you saw it for freshman year, Adrian. You saw you saw a little bit of that it factor, and, and he's regressed within the past two years compared to what we saw his freshman year. I, I even think you saw it uh, with Taylor Martinez when he stepped in uh, his freshman year uh, in the non-conference schedule. He had that little bit it factor, wow factor of a guy who can really make an impact from the quarterback position. And whether Harburg is, is game ready, I, I think is... It's unlikely, but remains to be seen. But I think I just want to see what he can bring to the table in spring practice and see maybe in a year we will have a guy in in
2: Heinrich Harper. What kind of development can you get put on him? And then how, how much can he grow? How much can Smothers grow? There's still room to grow. You're always trying to get better, right, at quarterback. If you're Adrian Martinez, you mentioned Taylor Martinez. And Taylor was explosive. Taylor was high level. And Taylor did a lot of awesome things. But when it comes to, like, his best year as a thrower, his freshman year, when I look at some of his wins and just how Nebraska used him, they had Sean Watson as offensive coordinator. They ended up getting Tim Beck, and Tim Beck's offense is... I think Watson did good work with, with Taylor. I think Beck's offense was fantastic with T-Magic as well with the, the the point totals. Nebraska's always putting up 35, 38 points a game, it felt like. So... Uh, We'll dive into Drew Brees. We'll stick with the quarterback theme. We'll keep efforting, Coach Smith. Hail Varsity continues, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Uh, Good for Malik Collins. He just got paid. Maybe his job part of that contract is to make sure uh, Deshaun Watson stays in Houston. Is that part of a contract? uh, bonus i don't know we welcome into uh hillbosh city radio jeff smith hall of fame coach with southeast and longtime nebraska assistant coach thanks for jumping on it was so uh, much fun to do games with you again this year and wanted kind of your your final take on on this uh, high school basketball season with state ball wrapping up and and uh, just as you've seen uh, a lot of high level games in your career in the in the high school ranks friday night the the triple overtime coach, and then Saturday as well the the overtime thriller. where do those two games rank?
0: yeah they're awful high I'll tell you what that was some, that was some good basketball to watch, and a lot of it was because of the talent level that just jumps out at you. I think it's been a while since Nebraska's had that kind of talent um, on on some teams that uh, are just giving it their all and competing to the bitter end, and you know the prep. Uh, The prep triple overtime game with with Bell West was just a fantastic game. I I texted Coach Lutke uh, that night and said, hey, there were no losers in that game. Um, I I just thought that was – they put their heart out there, and it it probably came down to a few free throws, unfortunately, for Creighton Prep, and he said that bit him a few times. Um, But Bell West just showed their championship pedigree there and – Chucky Hepburn's one of the best guards I've seen for a while in the state. Not to take anything away from Salas, but I think Chucky's just a little stronger right now. Just a little physically stronger and that makes a big difference in the when you're playing against that much talent and and especially projecting to the college level.
2: Let's talk about Chucky in Wisconsin. You know, what what do you project from him? I was reading up on, on Donovan Williams' freshman season and I know he got dinged in January. And, and also had to kind of fight some confidence issues because everyone's good, right? Everyone's really good in Division when One. You, when you go from high school being the man to now finding a role. And Donovan's going to crank up and, and, and recover, and he'll be fine and, and find his niche with that Oklahoma State team that's uh, tournament-bound. But uh, with Chucky, I mean, you know the Wisconsin basketball program pretty well. You follow the Big Ten. How does he translate, in your opinion?
0: I think he fits in awfully well, and I, I think you're right. I think with any – it doesn't matter who you are. Any freshman goes through a learning curve and goes through that phase of uh, I could do anything in high school. That was easy in high school, but all of a sudden I have to work for this, and some of the things I got, got to do at high school I can't do at this level. Um, I mean, everybody's stronger, everybody's quicker. It's a, it's a tough transition. I don't care who you are. But I see him with his strength levels and his maturity levels. Um, I see him fitting in pretty quickly because he handles so well. I felt like in, that, in the, the two-state tournament games that we called on him, there were some passes he made that didn't get caught or were maybe a little ahead of the receiver that are probably going to be right on the money when you're talking a little quicker, bigger athlete that he's throwing to. And I, I saw a little frustration on his face, although he handled it well but I think some of those passes he made um, in the championship game probably result in a dunk rather than his five turnovers mm-hmm. that were uncharacteristic for him. Any kid that can take care of the ball like he does and have a four-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio, that tells you a lot about his vision, his decision-making, his, his skill level with the ball. And you have those three things going for you with his athletic ability. Um, he's got, he's got a, a really bright future, and I think he'll fit in pretty quick.
2: Jeff Smith is with us, Hall of Fame basketball coach and uh, assistant at Nebraska. We're talking state tournament, uh, kind of a recap as uh, what a what a championship Saturday it was with uh, Bell West and Millard North. Coach, uh, let's talk Hunter. A week from Friday, he'll make his call. Sounds like Gonzaga might be it, and his uh, his transition to the next level. And you said this, and and made the point. Uh, and it was a great point. Hunter does it all. He can fly, he can shoot, he can get to the rim, he can get others involved. But, Coach, you're right on it when it comes to his rebounding. He's a phenomenal rebounding guy.
0: Yeah, you don't see that many guards that, that can go get the ball like that. And and defensively, too. He was, he was in good position all the time and, and contributed a lot to their team on, on defensive rebounding but his offensive rebounding he might be a, a point guard that you let go of the boards uh, in my coaching career we've had a few of those guys that you get somebody else back because they're because they're so valuable going to the glass and and i i project him as probably a two in in college i don't see him as a pure point guard by any means so he, he'd probably be able to go anyway and i i think in rebounding there's You either guys either naturally rebound or they don't. So we we used to call them get back guys or go to or glass guys. (laughs) If you're a natural rebound guy, you go to the glass. If you're if you're not, then you get back to protect you know protect the basket. And he's he's a glass guy, no doubt about it.
2: Coach, a couple of minutes here. You saw Woolridge and uh, and Strickland uh, go go battle, and then you saw Chucky and Hunter. On, on Saturday, was, was what we saw Saturday on par with, with what Nebraskans witnessed late 80s, early 90s?
0: Oh, I definitely think so. Uh, Woolridge and Strickland were both both like Chucky. They were very physically developed and strong as seniors in high school. But I can, I can vividly remember the battle they had in Devaney Center, um, just back and forth with those two uh, handling the ball, those two making plays and answering each other. And it was, it was similar um, the other night with Salas and Chucky making things happen for their team and, and maybe not just scoring as much as uh, look how much Chucky did defensively mm-hmm. to to change to keep them in that game. And, and look how much, like we talked about, Salas did on the glass to help his team. Got a couple huge rebounds. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it was a, a good comparison and, and good athletic comparison with those guys.
2: Jeff Smith is with us. Hail Varsity Radio Hall of Fame basketball coach, uh, Lincoln Southeast, and, uh, of course, Nebraska assistant. Coach, I want to go coaching carousel. Uh, You have uh, Archie out in Indiana. So uh, the the, the Hoosiers per uh, Doyle have one booster that's going to pay the $10 million buyout. There's another booster that's going to bring the next guy in. Brad Stevens is like, thanks, but no thanks, allegedly. <laughs> so if you're Indiana, do you call Beeline? Do you, you sniff Patino? Do you get Chris Beard with Scott Drew leave? Who do you think could end up at in Indiana? that a minute.
0: You know, I do I do like Beeline because he's proven in the Big Ten. He left on, in good order at Michigan. Everything was in order and is still, still trending up. Um, he's, he's proven. He's solid. Um, Indiana's like Nebraska football. They've kind of been searching for years of that, that guy that's going to get them back to, to where they think of prominence, where they think they should be, and, and probably should be in that state. But I think, I, I, I think D-line does jump out at you, unless you can draw, you know, a Scott Drew, anybody away from a program that they've been successful to. I, I don't know about Patino. I, I just I can't see that as a fit.
2: Because he's too a break, I, and I bring him up because he's won and he's won at Kentucky and he's won at Louisville. I mean, this is another, he knows the blue blood.
0: Yeah, he's not a bad name. I, I, I just, I in my mind, I just feel that Beeline is just a, a more solid uh, sure bet. Sure, um, sure. I, I think you could gamble on Patino. There's no doubt he'd get some things done, but a Beeline for me is just a better bet.
2: Jeff Smith, coach, we'll uh, get in touch soon. Thanks uh, so much for uh, all you did this year with uh, high school hoops and appreciate your take on uh, on Chucky and, and Hunter and, uh, and some NCAA thoughts. We'll talk soon. Thanks again. All right, Chris. Thanks. There he is, Jeff Smith with us on Hale Varsity Radio. We'll wind down hour one. We'll uh, get some thoughts from Charlie McBride on this Oklahoma-Nebraska schedule fiasco Friday. Uh, hour one winding down with Hale Varsity. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Reminder, Longwells, 9 a.m., get rolling. As uh, Hooks and Friends will be broadcasting down there, Willie J., Bill Hooks, Elijah Herbel, part of your kickoff to the NCAA tournament, and uh, your tournament headquarters, Longwells, and uh, the prizes for picks, We'll be back at it. First 64 through the door. Get a team. can log on to ESPNLincoln.com, find out uh, more information. But uh, kick off the tournament the right way with Hooks, Willie J., Elijah, down at Longwell's on Friday. Uh, Play-in games happen at 4 on Thursday. And uh, I uh, scoot off to Arizona to lose golf balls, watch the NCAA tournament, spend time with uh, Mama and Grandma, and I'll be back next week. And uh, we'll be, uh, no doubt, moonlighting down there at Longwells for some tournament coverage as well. Reminder about moving in West Blue Realty is the name you gotta know. And more importantly, you should use uh, when it comes to residential home sales in Lincoln and surrounding communities Uh, for a limited time. You mentioned Hale Varsity. West Blue Realty can provide you up to $1,000 on the closing of your next home purchase. Tom Luby can help you out at 402-540-3768. Kelly Hofschneider. Kelly's fantastic as well at 402-202-2312. It pays to work with West Blue. Blue WestBlueRealty.com. 1120 K Street, Suite 200. Get an appointment uh, made today and go see your friends at West Blue Realty. So we spent a little bit of time. We had a smidgen of reaction time Friday to this Nebraska-Oklahoma scheduling gaff. Not to, to beat this horse that's already glue. Spent a lot of time Saturday morning going off. Great uh, column by Derek Peterson from Hale Varsity. Uh, you can check out, and Derek's a native Oklahoman, uh, but uh, has been with us on Hale Varsity for a while. Just a great dude, but uh, super, super talented. Uh, his take on things, Jacob Padilla is going to join us as he is Mr. High School Basketball, among many other things, with his coverage and knowledge. He's 30 minutes away, and uh, about 10 minutes away, Charlie McBride will be with us Mondays with Charlie. So uh, a lot to get to. Drew Brees stepping away. Yes or no? Quick answer. Drew Brees, top 10 quarterback. Just in your opinion. Uh, can, can go to the stat card if you want to, to, to verify and validate. But just based on your eye test and the wow factor, and let's talk pure enjoyment. And for some of us short dudes, I mean, he's a guy that got overlooked because of his height. He won at Purdue. He won at Westlake, and uh, he was kind of scoffed at by Saban. They turned him down, went to Dante Culpepper, and Breeze signed with New Orleans because you had Breeze doing okay in San Diego, and then they draft Phillip Rivers. And and then Breeze had a, an opportunity, had a major shoulder issue, overcame that to the tune of a, a world championship. And they have some weapons around him, which is uh, super impressive. But he's he's in this pack of guys that knocked on the door a lot I mean New Orleans was in the NFC championship a lot but he got his championship over Peyton Manning New Orleans beat Indy so you've got Peyton with two Elway with two uh, Big Ben with two Bradshaw with four Montana with four Brady with five Brady's at six. I'm losing track. (laughs) Right? Because he's gone ten times. He's seven and three. Seven. Yeah, he's seven. Seven. Yeah, he's seven, right?
3: That's ridiculous.
2: I need better math skills, clearly. You're a broadcasting major. That's right. Uh, Charlie McBride, up next on Hale Varsity. Into Hour 2, at tail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah, Herbal Reminder, Longwell's coming up on Friday. Down in the rail yard, your uh, chance to be part of the first 64 through the door as uh, your chance chancing some ESPN swag and your chance to be a prize winner with the uh, prizes for picks. So get your calendars marked for the opening well, the real opening round of the NCAA tournament on Friday. Uh be down there in uh at uh, Longwell's uh come see Hooksy and Elijah and uh Willie J. I will be sunning my uh my beer gut in Arizona or chasing a golf ball. But I will be back for uh for all the uh shenanigans, can I say, uh, that will follow uh for NCAA tournament coverage. We have football on our mind as we're two weeks away from spring football. We welcome in Mr. Blackshirt himself, Charlie McBride with us, Mondays with Charlie. Coach, now I know you, you had a dose of nice weather. Has that left? How are you?
4: No, it, it, it's gotten a little back to normal. I think you're looking at about 35 degrees and windy. So it's in, no sun. So it's what you call... Um, Ugly.
2: So say it. It kind of sounds like Oklahoma, Nebraska weather, Coach. <laughs> no.
4: well, we deserve it though. We had a good winter, and we probably get a little punishment
2: along the way. Well, I want to start off with Oklahoma, Nebraska. It was a really weird Friday, okay? Because we're we're covering all the all the high school basketball, the state tournament stuff. And, and all of a sudden, you get a national reporter say, um, yes, Nebraska's trying to get out of playing Oklahoma this season. And then there was really no commentary at all from Nebraska. Finally, you had about a six-hour window between this report by Brett McMurphy and uh, then you had a statement released by Bill Moose. And all the meanwhile, Nebraska's taking a beating – because the uh, the thought was to, to, to try and get out of doing the game. Now, I'm sensitive to uh, money. I'm sensitive to people and livelihoods. I, I really uh, do care and think high, highly of, of folks that have had to, to struggle through this pandemic. It's no fun, and, and my heart goes out. So I get wanting to add an eighth home game to help people in their pocketbooks. But you have... Oklahoma, Nebraska in the 50th anniversary of, of the game of the century. And coaches, you kind of paid attention to this situation. What What's your reaction to it? What's, what's your immediate, what was your immediate reaction? Friday, and as you've kind of let it simmer through the weekend, has much changed here? What do you think of this Oklahoma, well, Nebraska thing?
4: I think it's, I just think it's part of our culture, I, I think that game is. Uh, I mean, if you if you go back and look at it, I, you know, you can say, "Oh yeah, they're so good, we shouldn't play them." But that's how you find out how good you are, and that's how find the you, players find out how good you have to be. And I'll guarantee you one thing: you go play them. You can. I don't care what you are or who you are. They better look out, and you better look out, because you know what you're in for. And you adjust your personality, I think, a lot of times to that game. And uh, I think it's good for our players to play Oklahoma. I think financially it's good for for us to do. I'd like to see it happen every year still. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, of course, I can say that now, but I, I would have said the same thing when I was playing. I, You know, we, we played them, and we kept. They, they beat us, and they beat us, and they beat us, and pretty soon – you know, the rocks came down and we started stoning them, (laughs) you know, and so it works, you know, what goes around comes around. And, um, and that's what I think about, you know, I look at our program the same way. I mean, you know, there's times when, you know, we're struggling and that, but to play Oklahoma I think is important and, and whether it comes off or doesn't come off and, to bail out of them and say you're not going to do it because, you know, for some reason or another, I don't like that.
2: I didn't think you would. Nebraska fans don't like it. And if you're a player, you can't like it, right? I mean, if you're a true competitor, no, you want to line no. up and smash heads with them.
4: Well, you know, you go back. There's an article in the Alumni News, that uh, their magazine they send out, and and, and it goes way back to when Christian uh, Peter at one time said, if you want to be the best, you play the best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, what's what's more honest than that? You know, I mean, I, yes, what, you, you look at a boxer, what's he want to do? He wants to fight the best guy that's the next guy up. He doesn't want to go down and play some guy for 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. He wants to play some guy for $50 million. <laughs> and um, it helps the program. It, I mean, financially. <laughs> I mean, this year killed us. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, killed us. And, and that year, playing them will not hurt us. And our players will get ready to play them. Don't worry about that.
2: What from a perception standpoint, and kind of the way you're tagged. I mean, Nebraska coach a year ago was fighting and suing to play football saying all the right things did all the right, right things covid protocol wise really on top of it so they could play football and now right. there and now somebody said hey let's find a way out of this I mean I eighth getting an eighth home game's big yes I get it but you don't trade out the Oklahoma game for it and you're a thousand percent right with the importance culturally of that Oklahoma Nebraska game. How it I mean, think about the fiftieth anniversary of the game of the century. It put Nebraska Nebraska was kicking butt with Devaney, obviously, but it that game solidified Nebraska on the map as a power. You were Nebraska's already doing well enough to be considered a top program, but man, that that game has stuck with so many college football fans over the years. It's it's incredible. And I just can't believe somebody said, you know what, let's see if we can worm our way out of that. That's what's disappointing.
4: Oh, yeah, I tell you what, that's that's how you get back in the business. I mean, you know, I mean, go play them, and, and and you know, I I can't figure out. I I just don't understand. I think if you you back down from a, a possibility of playing Oklahoma and getting back in that that rhythm and playing them again next year or a new year, two years from now, or whatever, and get some kind of a. A rhythm going. It's going to make you money. It's going to and and it's going to be. I'll tell you what. When we played Oklahoma, I was there what twenty-three years, Mm -hmm. and I never had better friends in coaching than I did the Oklahoma coaches. We respected each other. I played with their guys in golf, assistant golf coaches tournaments. I mean, I knew them better than anybody, and it, when we played them, it was a, it was fun. It was, you know, you might get whacked one week, and I mean, I've had guys shoot the bird to me over, the, when they scored over across the field to me, and you know, it was, it was all a joke, you know. But it was in the game, and I mean, it was. It, I just can't understand it. I think if you don't play them, you couldn't put your guts in a thimble.
2: That's that's about right. Charlie McBride's with us, sale of city radio, Mondays with Charlie. So that I, I can imagine that where you're uh, you're playing Oklahoma, they score on you, and one of your buddies uh, across the uh, the yeah. field just gives you the number one sign. The Switzer told us a story about. About twenty thousand Nebraska fans flipping him off all at once because he this was like the eighty six game where they where Keith Jackson pushed off you know the all red game and they scored ten points in a minute or some ungodly number, sooner magic right, and then Barry came out with his uh, with his uh, sheriff right or his his security right. yeah. and kind of peeked out and looked at the end zone. everyone was like stunned what had happened. And and Barry pointed to the crowd and like he told us a story like last year, twenty thousand Nebraska fans gave him the finger all at once. <laughs> I'll tell you
4: what. What I remember one year, uh, another coach had got the Oklahoma job, and Milt Tennifer and I went down and put a a picture. We we got a picture of one of the assistants that we were close with, and put his picture on the goalpost. <laughs> they didn't see it, and I think it was the time of the game. We just stoned them. But that was when they weren't doing so good. I mean they 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 will they will play. It. I mean, even the guy, even the kids right now in Oklahoma. Okay. It it would it will excite them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know they weren't. Some of them weren't even maybe born, you know, in this, and they don't understand it. But I'll guarantee you, they understand it. And the kids in Nebraska understand it, even though they grew up with it and heard it all along. Mm -hmm. And when we went in the Big Ten, and we weren't able to play, keep the Oklahoma game. That to me, that that really hurt hurt our program
2: coach uh, back to to some nebraska oklahoma thoughts i mean you just kind of reveal a what what type of competitor you are and b what type of competitor you wanted to coach where there wasn't really any fear i mean there were there were consequences but they were they were high stakes consequences where whoever won between you two was going to be playing in the orange bowl for a shot at the title you had to love that but also you had to live it and i'm sure it was i'm sure as fun as it is it was also pretty stressful because you wanted to be on the right end
4: well it was stressful i you know i mean it was always it was always that but it was always the thing that you had in the back of your mind if if you were supposed to win the game probably about 50% of the time you lost it jeez Okay. I mean, it was, I mean, don't, don't it, 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 the players can't ever think they're better than somebody else, mm-hmm. especially when you played Oklahoma. And I think Oklahoma and Texas have a little bit of that, mm-hmm. you know, in their hearts too, when they play each other, they, you know, they, it wasn't a hate, you know, it wasn't a hate thing. There, There might've been a hate thing with some of the fans or something like that, but it wasn't a hate thing. It was a, Competition thing mm-hmm. with the players. It was oh man, we get the you know we're gonna you know and and they, and I mean we, we played in what seventy. I came in seventy seven, I think seventy eight. They're number one in the country. Mm-hmm. And and you know I'm on Barry Switzer's show. I mean here's you know I'm how did that go? Kid.
2: How did that go? How how, how much fun said, was that? Oh well,
4: that went good. He said what are you how are you gonna. But <laughs> what I told him, he said, what are you going to do about our number one offense in the country? And I said, well, I'm going to start going to church on Wednesday instead of going to church on Thursday and Friday. I'm going on Wednesday this week.
3: was pretty good. <laughs> you know?
4: You know? But, I mean, you know, and it was fun, and we won. And I, I think they fumbled us, I don't know how many times. Nine. A great run, but, Nine. You know, it was one of those deals that, you know, I'm not big on statistics and remembering exactly all the stuff, but I can remember enough where, you know, when we played him a couple of times, I remember that, <clears throat> you know, we had guys, you know, John Rood went downfield one time and hit Kelly Phelps so bad. I think it broke his jaw and broke his sternum and broke everything else. The ball flew in the air, never touched the ground, never and one uh, ended up on the two-yard line, and we recovered it. And they said they had the ball, you know. And it was it, when they when you rerun it, it, it was, you know. And we thought the kid was dead. I mean, that that was the kind of hit. I, mean, I remember the hit. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't funny. I mean, it was like everybody thought, oh, the guy's dead right away, you know.
2: Oh I think yeah the rude killed the yeah Phillips just like blew up they were they they called they didn't say it was a fumble they said he was down and that was just his teeth and uh well, and but, but then TO lost it I mean he lost his mind on the sideline didn't he
4: yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was, we, I mean, I didn't. I looked at it. When I saw that thing, I didn't know it was real. I thought, holy moly, that guy is going to die right there. I mean, I thought I was scared a little bit. Oh, we can laugh you know? now. But I'll tell you, the yeah. whole, you got to remember this. The whole rude family is dangerous.
2: <laughs> yeah, they can hit you, man. They can hit yeah.
4: you. <laughs> They'll knock your socks off for a nickel. And, and you know, and they, they smile all the time, and they're the nicest people in the world. And, you know, they're like smiling assassins.
2: Oh, that was good. Yeah. Elijah's a little younger than me, uh, so he's going to look up the Kelly Phelps 1978 Oklahoma. Oh, I found it. Yeah. and wow. Coach Hidden Lion. I mean, the world thought that Kelly Phelps, <laughs> God rest his soul, died then. And uh yeah that was that was that was big time and like I look at Coach Osborn on the sidelines because i've seen this game before, and he's walking around the sideline and he's just he's just like he 's as red as his pants he is so pissed i mean he, I,
4: <laughs> <laughs> after that that seventy uh, eight game when uh-huh. we we beat Oklahoma that year, I never saw a wilder crowd than I mean that, that, I don't know where all the people came from but I didn't get I couldn't get home I couldn't drive I, I mean they were in the streets all over the place you just kind of gave, almost gave up that was good and uh, you probably would have been better off if they all had stayed in their their places where they parked for the game and had a party instead of you know everybody trying to get out of there John, but it John. was it was it was you know one of the games of you know of, of, of a, per, a coach's life that they'll never forget
2: well hopefully it'll be a high level ball game in september coach we'll talk next week this was a lot of fun thank you so much for the time today
4: okay i'll talk to you next monday <laughs> thanks for having
2: me okay coach. bye, bye. Now. Back to it, Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Great weekend of basketball and our Hoops insider, Jacob Padilla, with us at Jacob Padilla underscore. And, Jacob, you uh, love prep sports. You're all over prep sports. And we were treated to uh, instant classics Friday night with triple overtime between Bell West and Creighton Prep. And, of course, the uh, the overtime thriller, the rubber match between Millard North and and uh, and Bell West uh, you've seen a lot of games for a lot of years and let's uh, let's talk about all-times what do those two games mean to you what did they do for you this weekend
5: yeah it's it's pretty crazy um, i thought the the Metro Holiday tournament final between Miller North and Bell West was the best high school game i'd ever seen and then i think uh, i think prep and uh ws Raise that bar even higher in the semis, and then the, the final came darn close to, to matching that as well. So, that's like I think this year's when you look at Millard West pushing Millard North as well in the other semifinal, they made Millard North uh, have to kind of close that thing out, and they really gave him a push too. That was a fun game as well. So, I think you look at the semifinals and the final together, that's probably the best. Last two days uh, of Class A uh, tournament that um, I think I've certainly ever seen, and uh, we're going to have a tough time topping that moving forward. So it was just cool to see so many of these guys on the biggest stage, stepping up and elevating their their games and making huge play after huge play after huge play.
2: You had a, a furious spurt in the third quarter, uh, a marvelous spurt in the fourth, where we're talking. Lead change after lead change and six ties, 12 lead changes, you get overtime. And and as incredible as Bell West is and as talented as they are, brother, they didn't flinch at all even after – that marathon with prep, that was amazing to me. And it's not like they hadn't had to deal with it before. Cause I think in their regular ski season schedule, they, they had uh, back-to-backs like that a few times with their schedule, but uh, I, I've enjoyed my opportunity to, to cover Chucky Hepburn. You've watched him grow up and I know he's off to Wisconsin, but darn near a triple double double in the, the championship game. Really, no one can check that guy uh, from getting to the rim. He was fantastic. He got his teammates involved. Forty-three minutes in a triple overtime game with no turnovers, and he wheeled his team back uh, because you had a you had quite a lead by by Millard North uh, for a little bit of that first half anyway. In the championship game Saturday, uh, what's uh, what's Chucky meant to basketball? In, in the Metro, we'll get to Hunter in a minute, but, you know, people talk Magic Bird or Woolridge, Strickland, well, we we were so blessed to see two years in a row of finals between Hunter and Chucky, and Chucky's a guy that I know you followed for a long time.
5: Yeah, and Chucky, coming coming into high school, he already had that reputation as the dude in this class, and um he, he had been so good up through middle school and in uh, and when he was younger and brought all this hype into high school. And then he, right from the start, he won that starting job for Bellevue West as a true freshman um, and played really well and has never looked back since. He's put together a fantastic four-year career um, where his game just continued to evolve. Um, he, I, I, don't, I think he's the most complete player that I've ever covered. I've been uh, following high school basketball now for nine years. Um, this is my ninth season, and I've never seen somebody quite like Chucky who could impact the game in so many different ways, was so clutch and so able to make the, the big play right when his team needed it, uh, particularly in the fourth quarter and in overtime. Um, he was so good defensively, so good at setting up his teammates and so good at scoring when he needs to as well. Um, So it's just been an absolute blast to see the the player that Chucky has grown into and um, definitely going to be looking forward to seeing him continue to evolve at the next level because he's going to be a really good point guard for, for Wisconsin. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you talked to Nebraska fans, they're like, great. Get to see him for three <laughs> yep. or four years, twice a season potentially, as he comes comes in and hands it to you in <laughs> PBA. <laughs> he's that he's that awesome. Jacob Bedilla's is with us. We're talking uh, the Class A uh, championship game that was at PBA over the weekend, uh, a phenomenal game between Miller North and Bell West, overtime thriller. And, of course, the semi game between uh, prep and Bell West, the triple overtime, back-to-back games that will never be forgotten and will be uh, extremely hard to be replicated. You've got the, the five-star splash of, of Hunter Salas and elite athleticism that's so wonderful and joyful to watch. And also with Hunter, he is so – and what I love about this Miller North team, I mean, they, they're, they're a loaded squad uh Guys that are going to go play Division One basketball. you got the young pup and Jason Green that really was phenomenal in the second half. Jaden Johnson went out like a champ. He was incredible. I'll let you talk about him in a minute. But Hunter was so good at going off and responding to the moment, but he didn't force it really early either, <laughs> did he? Because he was able to get his teammates involved. And, and I think that's – he's the highlight reel, yes, but with, with Hunter – uh, Salas, he's a guy that he he's he's patient enough to let the game to come to him, uh, and he can turn it on when he wants. I think that's that's pretty pretty rare and pretty uh, admirable for uh, a guy his age.
5: Yeah, and I think that's kind of how his season played out. Like the first half of the season, um, St. Thomas was absolutely killing guys. He's great and, too. <laughs> yeah, he was fine to like, all right, St. Go cook. I'm going to be over here, I'll just do my 20 points a game, I'll let you go up 24, 25, dropping double-doubles all over the place, whatever, and then second half of the season, though, Hunter kind of flipped the switch a little bit and stepped up his game, and he was terrific down the stretch of the season and carried that over in the state tournament. And, um, again, he impacted these games uh, in different ways, Um, didn't have a huge game in semis, but came back and, uh he went back and forth with with Chucky. They both finished with 25, uh, both made plays for others, both put out some absolutely phenomenal highlights in that game. And I, I'm really happy for <laughs> – it it's tough seeing Chucky end his career on a loss like that, mm-hmm. but I'm happy that Hunter was able to get one as well. So now they both kind of go out as um, state champions. They both had those rings. Uh, had those titles on a, as part of their high school resumes, uh, and, and the legend that they've created. And those guys are so tight, and they, they played together, uh, through middle school, um, kind of obviously split apart once they got to high school, and then, uh, battled back and forth during the summer, during the high school season for all four years uh, of high school. And it was so cool to see those guys kind of sharing the court, uh, in their last high school game together, and unfortunately somebody had to lose, Uh, but I think it worked out really well, just kind of the whole storyline of Miller North this whole year was about redemption, and they are able to get it done, Um, and now Chucky and uh, Hunter both go out having state titles under the belts
3: talking some Nebraska high school basketball here with Jacob Padilla, talking Hunter Salas, Chucky Hepburn. And I'm excited to see what uh, Hepburn can do at Wisconsin. Hunter Salas obviously has his choice of the Blue Bloods where he can go still uncommitted. Um, but these guys, they left a legacy in Nebraska high school basketball. Big shoes to fill for some of the younger guys in this Nebraska high school basketball scene uh, to come up and fill. So do you see any, any younger guys that are currently, you know, freshmen, sophomores, Nebraska high school basketball players that – could generate some national recruiting buzz like these guys have?
5: Yeah, I mean, you look at W. West, and it'll be really interesting to see what happens with that team and kind of how they look next year losing the guys that they lose in um, three of their starters I and mean, Chucky and Frankie Fiddler and Greg Brown, who transferred in this year and was, uh, played, a, played a big part in that, that title game. But they, they're bringing back Josiah Dotsler, Um And he's a guy that he didn't shoot the ball great in the state tournament, but he made some big plays in that fourth quarter. And he was obviously uh, one of the heroes of that 16-0 run to end last year's game. That that gave them uh, the state title last year. And uh, Josiah was uh, a point guard coming up through grade school, and he kind of morphed more into uh, the off-ball player, the shooter, to to complement Chucky over the last two years. Um, and started at the two all season this year. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him uh, sliding back over more into that point guard role next season uh, with Chucky gone, kind of how does his game evolve back more into uh, that position? Because um, he, he's right at the top of um, that, that 2023 class uh, as far as the guards go. Um, and I'm going to be really excited to see kind of what he what he does when he gets that point guard role and kind of runs with it. Because West. They've got William Kyle coming back. He'll be a senior, a really good defensive player, great athlete on the inside. And they've got some, they've got some good players throughout that program. They've got some depth guys that are going to be ready to step up next year. So um, it'll kind of be Josiah's team, and he's going to be able to go and run with it. And then Connor Milliken is another guy at the top of that level. Be, I'm not quite sure what level um, he's going to end up at yet, but he's one of the most prolific players in the state, um, dropping double-doubles seemingly every game. Uh, scoring 24, 25 a game, um, make, uh, addition uh, to his teammates um, when they're open, find the shooters. Um, th- those two will play together this summer. And um, Brendan Clemens Jr. is another guy in, in terms of what we're, if we're just looking at guys that are going to uh, attract recruiting attention, he, he's got a chance um, to, to really kind of blow up over the next couple of years if he continues to develop. He's a guy that the son of former Husker Brennan Clemens. Um, he's 6'7 right now, um, coming out of his sophomore year of high school. He didn't get to play his freshman year because he, he broke his leg in, um, uh, in fall league, actually, and had to miss the, the whole uh, season, um, and then didn't play last summer either. So this year was his first real action in a long time And uh, for Lincoln North Star, and he put up some good numbers, and he's another guy that's going to play with. Um, Dossler and Milliken uh, at with, with OSA this summer so uh, those are a, a few of the guys at the top of the class I mean, there are a few others there too but um, I, I think those are kind of two or three of the, the guys that you're looking at that have a chance to blow up a little bit uh, in that class moving forward
1: and we're back we so, could Listen to the radio
2: to listen. On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
5: Yes! That's awesome!
2: Jacob Medilla's is with us, HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. We're talking uh, the Nebraska high school basketball scene and uh, generational talent here in the state with uh, a lot of blue bloods uh, in on guys like Salas, guys like Trout. And uh, you mentioned uh, some of the up-and-comers and... You know, Clemens' injury a year ago with Donovan and North Star going to state. It would have been nice to see Clemens help that team, and that was already a really nice team and a good North Star season this year for those guys. Uh, Jacob, when you look at some guys, and I look at St. Thomas, and I look at uh, Jaden Johnson. Uh, I know Jason Green is is kind of going to step into his own now. as a lot of. Uh, High-level talent leaves uh, Coach Cannon and, and Millard North. But from, with this this class of 2021 seniors, and I know Hunter's going to make his announcement a week from Friday, You know, are, are some of these guys getting recruited where they should be or are they being under-recruited? And I'm not knocking the teams that are already in on him. I just know that there's been uh, COVID and there's not been the, the exposure of the last calendar year for some of these kids because of of the pandemic. And when I look at St. Thomas and, you know, I've kind of followed up with where uh, his recruitment's gone and and mid-majors, and I look at his size and his shooting ability, I look at Jaden Johnson and and, and he's super talented, but are some of these guys getting overlooked by some bigger schools in your opinion?
5: Yeah. There's no doubt that 2021 kids and 2022 kids, I think are going to be the ones that are hit hardest. By the kind of the after effects of the pandemic, with missing out on a full um, summer season last year, where coaches were able to to watch on screens um, and follow along with the big games that they wanted to uh, most of the tournaments uh, provided that to, to some degree, but it, it's kind of it's especially some of these aren't super great quality it's kind of hard for them to, to to truly scout and get a great feel for for kids simply by watching streams and highlight tapes. And a lot of time before coaches feel comfortable giving an offer, they want to go see them in person to see physically what they look like in person, what uh, how their like size stacks up with what they're listed at and all that kind of stuff. Um, and coaches weren't able to do that last summer. And now you've got the the, the transfer forward, You've got the seniors potentially coming back. Um, there's so many – so many different avenues for adding talent to, to teams that coaches have to look at and some of these kids are probably getting a little bit of short end of the stick and um i think saint could be one of those um uh, there there's a few other guys that whether it's division two lower lower to mid major level i'm sure there's some some guys that probably are kind of fringe players that maybe just didn't get seen by the, the right, um, the right coach that um, they'd be a good fit for. But um, hopefully, uh, ho- hopefully, it won't impact guys too much. I know J- Jason Green. Is, I think is looking forward to a big summer. Um, he's got a chance to really keep adding to that. He's got a handful of high major offers right now, but um, he's going to look to kind of blow up even more. Obviously, I think Isaac Trout's well on his way to getting all the offers he could want, but. Um, outside of that, in that class, there are a lot of guys. Um, Luke Junger's at prep. Uh, Sam Hostreiter at Lincoln Pius attend. Got uh, um, uh, um, yeah, a few other guys. A lot of guards yeah. in that class that are um, that they don't have any offers right now. So it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, this summer can get back a little bit closer to normal uh, in terms of coaches being able to get a good feel for players. Um, I just hope it, it, it doesn't impact them too much
3: down the road. Jacob, while, while we're talking recruiting, got to ask you, where do you think Hunter Salas ends up next year?
5: I, if I had a guess, I'd say Gonzaga. Uh, I think just with everything they've got going right now, with um, obviously looking like the best team in the country right now. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, Chet Holmgren up from Minnehaha up in Minnesota, I think or, uh, I think he'll probably end up there. And I think that's that would be a pretty nice one-two punch for them, kind of following in the footsteps of some of the great big men they've had recently And the now with uh, Jalen Suggs succeeding to the level that he is right now. Um, I think Gonzaga's got a really, really intriguing package there to offer to high-level players at this point, uh, just with everything they're doing right now in terms of both development and winning and putting guys in the league so if I had to guess that's probably um where i think he's going to announce here on uh, at the end of the month
3: now, uh, jacob we also last season learned that the nba is now allowing high school players to jump straight to the g league for a season before they uh they put their names into the draft do we think that's something that he could be considering any indication that maybe that could be an option for him
5: no i don't think so i don't i haven't heard anything about um the G League even coming in, him entertaining that, I think he'll probably end up uh, playing college.
2: Jacob Adel is with it. Jacob, uh, a couple of thoughts before we say goodbye. Do you have your final four uh, intact <laughs> and selected? You, well, Yes, it's intact. We've not tipped off yet, but have you filled out a bracket or several yet?
5: I have barely even looked at the bracket this far, and I was uh, at uh, summer basketball tryouts all day yesterday when the bracket came out. Um, and so I haven't even had a chance to really, uh, I, I saw, um, kind of where, where Crayon slotted I've, I've seen a couple of those. I saw that Drake made it, which is awesome. Um really happy for, um, Darren DeVries mm-hmm. and, and that whole program. Uh, but I have not started filling out my bracket yet, I guess. I should probably get on that here pretty soon.
2: Well, we are going to talk to Craig Smith uh, tomorrow, uh, former Nebraska assistant, Utah State uh, head coach, and just from sentimentality standpoint, we're going to we're going to probably throw uh, Utah State in the elite eight somewhere, just for good measure, <laughs> right? Why not? Uh, Jacob Bedil is with us. Jacob, last thought: uh, Nebraska's weekend uh, against Ohio State. I, I know you were covering high school basketball, but you do an amazing job covering volleyball. Uh, Reason to worry if you're Nebraska, or just kind of par for the course with just really truly how great the Big Ten is. And I know Ohio State's kind of up and coming with with their volleyball program. Uh, there's really no weekends off, quite honestly.
5: No, there's not. And um, John Cook said heading into the week that, that, that hey, Ohio State's for real, and they went out and absolutely proved it this weekend. And if if there's something uh, a uh, cause for concern. I think it would just be the performance of the pin hitters right now, mm-hmm. both the, the left side and the right side. They have not quite performed to the level that Nebraska needs them to. The, the middle blockers uh, have been phenomenal this season, and Lauren Siverns is having an incredible season. Um, but it just whether it's Lexi Son, it's Matty Kubik, it's Riley Zoom, it's Jazz Sweet coming in here and there. Uh, Cook just hasn't quite been able to find uh, the right mix and uh, find somebody that could consistently perform efficiently on the outside and deliver kills. So that's that, and I think they're, they're still kind of working on some communication things defensively and, um, and server-receive and things like that that they could polish up. So I, I don't know that uh, I'd worry too much long-term, but it, there definitely are some... Um, some things that the team has to polish up um, here as you head into the second, the second half of the season and I have your eyes towards the postseason
2: Jacob Adilla, HaleVarCity.com and magazine at Jacob Badilla underscore on Twitter where you follow him Jacob, I'll let you be, thanks for jumping on with us today Thanks for having me Good stuff from Jacob on high school hoops, uh, more in the portal for Nebraska basketball, a core rope Has uh, decided to be in the portal along with Elijah Wood. And uh, now it's rounded out to three with Big Ivan. We started the show off with Ivan News. He is off to the portal. We'll wind down on Monday next on Hale Varsity Radio. Miss us.
3: Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing.
2: We're on call for you. Catch the
1: podcast at hailbarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio.
2: One final time, and don't forget Picks for Prizes gets rocking on Friday. Longwell's Rail Yard Hooksee. Willie J, Elijah Herbal, your tournament headquarters with ESPN Lincoln. We're down at the Longwells. And I, I may have to, to check in, maybe. <laughs> Cause you guys will be rocking nine to eleven and then there's tip-off right at eleven. So then it's just sit at Longwell's the rest of the afternoon and move it up. And work.
3: <laughs> Can I be clocked in for that? Do you know? You talk it take it up with the
2: suits on that one. <laughs> <laughs> For up to me, yeah, I'm connecting with the fan base. Well, you're uh, you're you're shaking hands and kissing babies and helping pick brackets. I've, I've always thought I'd be a good politician. You keep that mustache uh yeah, that's I see that in your future.
3: Really? Uh-huh. I was uh I was looking last night, I was completely afraid Herbal City Council. No, they know it's random, completely off the wall. Um but uh, what movie was it that came up? One of my roommate's girlfriends just watched uh, Terms of Endearment, filmed partially in Lincoln. And I didn't realize the star of, uh, of that ended up dating Bob Carey. Oh, yeah. 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 What a weird is that, movie who story. Is, who's
2: the gal? Was that Deborah Winger?
3: Let me look it up. I didn't actually watch the movie. It, it seemed way too uh, lovey dovey to uh-huh. me, you
2: know? And your, your roommate's girlfriend clearly picked the movie. Um, I think she watched it with her mother. At uh, your house? No, not at my house, no. Okay. okay. God, no.
3: It, it was <laughs> Deborah Winger, by the way. <laughs> just, say,
2: just say, Elijah rolls home from working, and there's somebody on his couch eating his food, watching his TV, and it's a chick flick. Yeah. Next time you bump into Dale Johnson in the newsroom uh-huh. over in KFOR, ask him about the infamous uh, Bob Carey call-in show. When a caller brought up Deborah Wenger. I can do that. I'll, I'll talk to him next time. But make What's sure there? it's... Yes. Is, is it a story we... We cannot share on air. Okay. <laughs> that's a... Uh,
3: yeah, that was uh, Ever. <laughs> that was one of those things though I just saw it and I went, of all the politicians to date, maybe Bob Carey's a good looking dude back in the 80s, but now he just like... F- from my memory of Bob Kerr, he's just like... He's governor, right? He's governor, but like I just remember him as uh, his run for... What was that U.S. Senate a couple years ago? And I just remember him being old. I think it was, he did run for Senate. House of Representatives? No, he, he, it was years ago, I'm pretty sure. Well, there was, there was one time probably like, what was that, probably eight years ago now?
2: You got the Google machine, brother. I don't. Reminder about buckling up uh, 70% of people in fatal crashes in Nebraska. Not wearing a seatbelt. If used properly, seatbelts can reduce the risk of fatal injury up to 60%. Your best defense in a crash is buckling up. Brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Yeah, I don't know when he last ran for major office. I know he's an incredible Vietnam vet. God thank him for his service. He's a Northeast uh, high graduate.
3: But to, to date a movie star, he, he was uh, a little out of his league, huh? Is that just me? Dude,
2: no. Bob Carey can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> uh, 83 to 87, so you're way off on the uh, United United States Senate. I thought
3: that was like 2012 you ran for it.
2: Man. No. I don't know. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 4 with more uh, off-the-wall wrong facts on Hale Varsity. <laughs>